welcome to Expansion Pack, episode 49. Thanks, Hi. everybody, for the support through Patreon. And this is your Patreon-exclusive episode that we do every month, so thanks so much for supporting us. This month, it's just Jeremy and I, as John is on, a, on an RPG of sorts on his own. Uh, he's not he's playing the game of life. He's playing the game of movies, but uh, he's he's not here. But I figured since he's not here, we. But everybody could do... knows like the movies emulate lives. Yeah, isn't he just playing life? Sure. I figured that since he wasn't here, we could do an RPG centered episode, and we were talking about like doing like maybe like our favorite job classes or whatever, or favorite characters. But then we got to like brainstorming on it, and we we're like, well, what, why don't we talk about like actual jobs that we've had in real life, but compare them to jobs in the RPG world? So. I basically wrote down all the jobs that I've ever had because I've had a lot of weird jobs. <laughs> and then I just wrote down what the what the RPG equivalent to that job is, I think. And I and I tried I, I took a little liberties with it, you know, I tried to make it more fun, you know, like some of them. And I have I obviously I have uh, you know, explanations and and defense for whatever I picked for whatever one it is, but it can be fun cuz we can actually kind of like go through our job history on the show and talk about real life stuff but also compare it to RPG thing. So I went all the way back. I went all the way back to my very first job, like when I was a when I was a young and when I was like I don't know, 15 or something. And started from there. And I think I have I have over like 10 jobs in here that I've done, but I figured we could just go back and forth. We'll just we'll both say a job and then say what say what uh class we think uh goes with that job and then we can And maybe like a character that we like that sure. possibly fits that class. Unless I mean obviously if you want there's to. certain games where you can change that yeah i mean if you want to you can tied to them and uh yeah we'll kind of go back and forth like that and yeah discuss uh whatever whatever we have and that sort of thing i can start actually this is not a job but i just put it on there just because it's fun when when you were in high school did you ever have to do like job shadowing i'm sure you did that right where you had to go to a job and and like do whatever they did and like learn like what they're doing i did it once in junior high and i don't even remember i know i did it but I think I shadowed like I don't even remember. It was that unimportant to me. My job test gave me it was such an obscure thing. It was like I remember telling everybody this was seventh grade or eighth grade. But I remember just being so like beguiled by it. And I was like, it says my ideal job would be mannequin decorator. <laughs> That's and very. So I started it's very telling specific. everybody. I'm going to be a mannequin decorator and I don't even know anything about fashion or like clothing design. So that doesn't make any sense. But and then okay. you started, you started watching mannequin one and two, just so you could get all of After the information. After that, I yeah, watched mannequin one and two <laughs> actually started like sewing my own clothing and, you know, I have my own line now, of course. So now you own that like hundreds out. of mannequins that you've bought. My to, whole to house is like actually hand knitted. It doesn't really, it doesn't last well in, uh, in, in rainstorms, but you know, it's a very water enjoyment pattern. So, so that I, was a bad choice. Job shadowing was something we had to do like in our like senior year, I think in, in high school, we had to like, you know, go, you had to go to a job for like a week or something like that. And like report back. And I remember my friend Curtis, like actually ended up getting a job at like Caterpillar through it, which was a big like factory where I was from. But I, my job, my job shadowing, which is actually the similar to my first job I ever had was I job shadowed at, at the comic book store and just, you know, hung out with wow. them. Hung out with that the sounds comic. terrible. I hung out with the comic book owners. No, it was great. I love those guys. Uh, we, ju- we just we just pretty much just hung out, and I made a video about it for my class, too. Like were we, you already, like, known there? Were, were you just like, hey, guys, can I come here and job shadow? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no they had a guess. they had a great time with it. No, they, they already knew me. I'd been hanging out there since. Were there like, any high. other kids that tried to do that, or were you the only one? I think I was the only one that did it. Whoa! And we we made a we made a little video too. We made a little like how to work at a comic store video, cool. where like the do you the, still have it? 
I don't know where it is. It I think I lost it. But I remember I remember making it like the comic store owner and his brother were in it. And his brother was like a fake uh was a fake customer that came in and tried to buy something. And I remember he had like all of these dollar bills like just kind of like flowered out of his uh pocket, you know, and we thought mm-hmm. that was funny. Like it was just like you could see all this money there. And they also they had a comic book they were working on which they promoted in the movie. Which was funny that they talked about some comic they were they were doing in in my in my high school how to run a comic book store. Video. They were essentially in a <laughs> podcast, and you didn't yeah. even know it. At the time. Yeah, but it was funny. But uh, the only reason I got to promote ourselves. Yeah the the only the only way I the only reason I wanted to put that in there was because uh, job shadowing is the ultimate blue mage class. Because so that's that's the only way I could work the blue mage class into my into my jobs here. And if anybody who isn't familiar, the blue mage is the class that learns moves from other monsters. So it gets attacked by monsters and then learns those moves or whatever. So I mean, job shadowing is very similar to that. You're basically learning how to do the things that they do. So you're you're blue mage in that shit. So that's what. So here's the thing. What I here's how that. I feel about job shadowing. It's cool for kids, you know, as a teaching moment. But when it turns into a uh, in the in the real world, especially in what I do, which won't get too far ahead of myself here, but uh, cooking, um, a traditional thing that people do when they're trying to get into like a really like well-renowned kitchen, especially maybe something that has a Michelin star two or three, is you do a thing called stodging, which is basically job shadowing, but you're working for free and oh, it's like interning. It, and so they can put you through the ringer. It's yeah, I guess so. I mean, interning is kind of like that too. You know, where you did a, do a bunch of shit and you don't get paid. I guess <laughs> you know? so. I guess so. I guess so. I never but, earned. Yeah. I never interned because I couldn't the afford ringer. it. Yeah, you get put through the ringer, and uh, you know, you might end up with a job at that establishment, or you could be like one of the chefs at a restaurant I worked at. Once again, not trying to get too far ahead of myself, and you could just wear the apron of somewhere you worked. I think you were super cool because. You stodged there for like two weeks once. Anyway, though, I'm, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It's cool. I see. I see so much RPG in real life. It's this everywhere. Is this is going to be a good episode. RPG is the game of life, I guess. So, do you think you are a merchant? Well, this. So, I'm, what I'm going to say is, uh, we'll just say like whatever our first job is. Like I was just saying, job shadowing as a blue mage thing, not actually a job, but learning how to be a job. But I would say my first job, and there's it, there's two. I, I have two here just because one of them I didn't really work that much. Uh, my first job that I had was I had a paper out. I was a paper person, which actually my mom helped me out a lot. Like she basically drove me around in her car like in the morning. So I didn't have to like carry the shit on my bike or anything like that. So it was much easier. But yeah, I delivered papers. So that's that's probably my first job that I had when I was like, I was in junior high, I think. I was in like, thir- I was like 13 and it. So you're a propagandist. And it really sucked. It really sucked because I had to get up early every day, like every single day, because paper yeah. people have to deliver papers every day. So well, I think right. I think the only day that I didn't have to deliver papers was Christmas. So I had one day off of the whole year <laughs> to not deliver papers. And that sucks. That's a terrible, terrible job. Yeah. I, I already pissed too. I'm like, I want to work. <laughs> Why can't you let me work today? <laughs> If you ever had anybody over to hang out, like, or you had, you know, friends over to to stay to spend the night, they basically had to get up and and go do the paper out with me in the morning. So it was like maybe like help you fold the papers on Saturday it's night. It's like, hey, you want to come out? I had a roommate that I had to do that with. The Sunday papers are so big, you had to like put them all together the night before. 
Uh, no, no, we. I mean, we didn't get them. Like they would, they would leave them on the corner. The papers. Oh, you and then we to would, put them together. And they were already like, you know, they were stuck together, and we would like pull the plastic gotcha. thing off of them, and then we would take them to, to the places. But yeah, they would leave them. They would leave them in the morning, and then we'd go get them and deliver deliver to the places and all that. I don't know what was going on here. This was like twenty six. I keep saying sixteen. Two thousand six. When I first moved here, one of my roommates had a newspaper route for the News Gazette, which unfortunately does still exist. Um, it's a terrible newspaper, but it's one that exists here in the in the region where I live. But uh, he was doing a paper route for them, and you literally had to like you got a pile of pages of each section, and then you had to oh, you had to put it together, hold them, and assemble them. Yep. Yeah, we didn't have yes. to. We didn't have to do that. But it was Sunday. Sundays were like the worst because the papers were really big. And yeah. uh, a lot of, you know, we had a, we had like a chart of like where people wanted their papers delivered, you know, like whether they wanted it in, like inside of their front door or their mailbox or whatever. And it was funny on the Sundays, like all the people who want them in their front door, I'd kind of just like open the door, you know, open like the screen door or the glass door or whatever, and just like throw the, throw the Sunday paper in there. And it would just kind of like just explode everywhere because it was so huge. <laughs> and it just, you know, and then I just shut the door and that's. Oh, so did you have a rubber band around it or anything? No, no, I would like, I like folded it, you know, I folded it so it would fit in the door and then I just kind of let go of it and shut the door and you could hear it just open and all the parts of it just falling apart, flying apart. But you know, whatever. I got good tips. Everybody said that we did a good job on remembering where everything. Wake up. It's the fucking news. (laughs) No, no, they said we were good at delivering all the stuff that they asked to put it out. But I figured like uh, for paper route. I thought I was digging around trying to find like somebody who like would, you know, give you the news or like bring like, you know, bring uh, knowledge to you or whatever. And the closest thing I could find was an Oracle. And I think that was, I think that might've been like Bravely Default that had, that had that on there or the Oracle class. And it's just, you know, it's pretty much just like a knowledgeable person. I think you're a merchant. You're an information merchant. Sure. Or you're like a grunt for the information merchant. So I was trying to do something. I would like 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 a a merchant. Yeah, because you're not actually like, I guess you are still just a messenger. So yeah, it, Oracle makes sense, I guess. The only the the other thing that I found that I actually liked, and this was pulled from uh, this is pulled from Advance Wars and uh, Valkyria Chronicles, but I would say I I would like uh, compare it to a scout and uh, scouts. Scouts are the people that can you know that basically go out to look at the battlefield for you. Like they can travel faster, but they don't have as but they're not as strong. Right. You know they they don't have they don't have high damage, but they can travel a long way. And I and I could you could compare that to a paper route, like because you're basically scouting out the news and giving it to people. You know you're going out of your way to get a paper and bring it to their house. So you could say it you could say it's like a scout as well as far as an RPG class. And my other my other job that I had was my first job was was that comic store. I also worked at that comic store. You know, I was courier for a weekend. Courier I, would probably be an RPG class, right? And I basically I worked there for a weekend. And they just gave me free comics. Is, is what I did at the comic store. So that one wasn't really like a full job. I just covered for them, and they were just like, "Hey, whatever you want, just pick some stuff out of the back issues, and we'll just we'll give you some shit." And they brought like signed pictures of stuff because they went to a comic convention and i just watched the, sh- the store for a while but yeah i was like yeah that's like i put that down as a merchant and yeah i guess i don't know i don't know what a courier would be in an rpg but i'm sure there's one that has it in there but yeah that's what i had for my first job basically oracle i like the scout one and that's like i said pulled it from valkyria chronicles and advanced wars like a lot of this a lot of the classes that i have i got them from final fantasy 5 uh dragon quest 7 Valkyrie Chronicles 4, because there's classes in there. 
Um, that's kind of that's kind of what, what my radius was, and I pulled some of the classes from like, you know, what the Final Fantasy VI characters would be if you knew their classes and that sort of thing. Oh, and of course, Bravely Default because Bravely Default has a lot of has a lot of cool classes uh, from all of them. Well, from mostly I looked at one and two, but two has some cool stuff that I use later that you'll hear. So be excited for that, I guess. Well, what was your first job that you had? So does it need? I guess your first job was not paid, right? Or does it need to be your first paid job? Well, I mean, my 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 comic book shop wasn't paid, I guess. So. I, I always rope that in with the with the paper. I know I did a little I did a little child labor when I was younger, but my first job. So we'll start with child labors because it's funny. Um, it's when I was in first grade. No, I would have been going into second grade. We moved to Sacramento, and my dad had you know a job there, but on the side he was going door to door putting flyers on people's like doors for Bud's tree Bud's tree service which was the uh, company my grandpa worked for his dad. And so like the guy, the owner of the company was paying him like some flat amount to like hand out X amount of flyers or something like that. My dad was being honest about it. So he's like, well, I could probably half the time if Jeremy goes with me and hands up, like puts the flyers on the doors too. So we would like be on opposite sides of the street. I would be putting them and he was just keeping an eye on me as we would like walk up to the door and like put the flyer up and, I just remember it being really, really hot. I had this gigantic uh, thing of water that was probably like 64 ounces that I was like chugging. And uh, I didn't get paid for that as far as I know. I mean, I guess I got food to help my dad get money for the family or whatever. My first real job was actually my dad was my boss. So it was probably a little nepotism involved. But it was the late 90s. You know, but I worked at a movie theater when I, like, right after I turned 15, you know, and usher the movie theater at the mall. And at the time, my dad was the manager. Um, I actually had to, like, go talk to my guidance counselor and get this, like, special permit to be able to work at 15. And uh, I could only work a maximum of 20 hours a week. And I couldn't work past, like, 7 p.m., I think. It was, like, kind of crazy. But at the same time, I guess kind of good. They didn't really want people to work that much unless they get it while they were in school. So I was only working like a couple hours a day. And then I think on like Fridays and Saturdays, I worked like a four or five hour shift each night and then get like, uh, you know, get that full 20 hour paycheck, which when you're in school full time as a kid is actually a lot of work. But I don't know what Usher would be. So Usher was like a very like multifaceted job. So as an Usher at the time, I would uh, just kind of stand and make sure everybody had their tickets. Like sometimes I would stand at the actual like ticket counter as they want, not the ticket counter, but the uh, like ticket stand or whatever is after that, where you just like put people's stubs and stuff after the concession stand. Like this is way back in the nineties. Once again, like you actually had like a special counter where you bought the ticket, but then you went to concession, which was its own thing. And then you went through another like barrier where somebody pulled the stub on your ticket. And uh, there were only six um, auditoriums at this movie theater. So it was a pretty like tight operation. But I would go upstairs right before the movie. Well, first off, I would just kind of like, you know, if I wasn't tearing tickets. I was just going around and making sure, like, does anyone have any questions where they're supposed to go? Like all the theaters labeled, but kind of, you know, guide people or help people. Maybe somebody like there's an older person and I might help carry their concessions to the, you know, 
to their seat with them so they don't drop them or whatever. That kind of thing, you know, just generally helping out. And then once the uh, movie was ready to start, I would like close the door. Then I would go upstairs. And I would have to thread the movie through all the like crazy pulleys and like things. It was actually a pretty technical job. It took a really time, long time to learn like the proper series of ways you had to feed this gigantic tray of film through all these different pulleys and stuff. So there's a lot of fail safes if it gets stuck somewhere that it doesn't rip. So there's just all these different like fail safes built into essentially move this gigantic fire that's probably about five feet across that's got the full reel of film on it going through so um i would have to just thread that through blah blah blah, all the, that stuff get it into the projector get it to feed through then start it and then uh you had to like frame it sometimes it'd be slightly off frame just so it like lined up with the, the screen and you kind of like listen in make sure the sound started then you go back down just make sure everything okay for like 30 seconds and then like go to the next theater and do the next thing like then start the next movie so so you were, so you were a projectionist then i was that as well yes i, w- I was an usher and a projectionist yeah because just did that for a time before yeah. they lived in chicago and uh they were telling me about how you actually had to cut film. You actually had to like cut and paste film. So like I never, would, I never actually did that. Like, like that you, like you would by, in a, in film school, like, which I thought was da- really interesting. My dad did that. Actually part. had to put the reel together. And, and so they have a whole bunch of collections of film pieces from various movies that they use yep. as, uh, bookmarks and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a really cool job. And like, it kind of breaks my heart. That movie theater just shut down like six months ago. Oh, damn. And it, and it's like, Literally everybody in my family worked there at some point, it seems, like with the exception of a couple of my siblings, but everybody did a job there at some point, whether it was janitorial or worked the concession sandwich. I did, you know, I moved around a little bit there. I did concession for a little bit, but uh, mostly I did the usher. And after my dad quit there, you know, he left and went to go do another job. And I was still on the payroll for exactly one week, and then they just stopped putting me on shifts. You know, like I got fired in the most passive aggressive way possible for my first job. But you know what? It was still kind of a cool job. And I later on I had a friend I made in Lincoln when I was in high school that let me go up and her dad was the manager of the theater in uh Lincoln. And she actually let me like thread the film and start a movie one night. It was awesome. There you go. Like I still kind of like remembered it. I'm, I'm sure I've forgotten it by now because that that experience itself was 18 or 19 years ago. Yeah, my first job was fairly complex for a 15-year-old, I would say. But the thing is, like, there was actually a lot of idle time between getting all the movies started. So I would just go around and I would have, like, one of those dust pans that you hold that's got, like, a handle on it. And you're, like, sweeping the popcorn into it. And I would just, like, clean up the popcorn. And then after the movie was over, I'd open the door and sweep up all the popcorn. Mm. So you had to clean, too. Yeah, and I'd actually have to go to the bathrooms and clean. They just like had us like doing everything as a usher was like general everything. And then at night, two janitorial workers would come in and work overnight to clean everything. Yeah, absolutely crazy uh, first job. But if I was going to compare it to anything, I would say it was probably still in a way a merchant job, but possibly also like a uh, 
a minstrel to a, a degree, even though I wasn't playing like a bard music, like a bard. Yeah. Cause I, I was providing or a, tr- or a troubadour. I think it's what they're called in dragon. Yeah. I, I was, I was curating experience, like entertainment. I wasn't necessarily creating it myself. So yeah, maybe more like a, uh, like a circus master or something like a ringmaster almost. You're, you're a, you're like a, you're an entertainment mancer. Like you, uh, produce, yeah. produce entertainment. I would say it's something if there was a class where you're like, I don't know, where you can make people see a thing, where it's like, uh, can can, yeah. uh, can make up a... Maybe like a tinkerer or like a... Uh, I would think of like whoever, who does like the puppet shows where like the king is getting made fun of. The jesters? Yeah, maybe not even like that, but like the ones that do it for like the commoners, like their festivals and stuff and like make fun of. Because the others, I know jesters are they exist in the Dragon Quest classes. Like they, but go, mostly jesters are to entertain the royal court. Whereas there's like a different like, like basically satire was born of of like people do like puppet shows and different kind of shows like that for the commoners who would be making fun of like, you know, during serfdom they'd be making fun of their like lords or the king or whatever, like kind of a tongue in cheek way of like. I don't know if you ever watched the Robin Hood car- Disney cartoon. That's where I first saw it as a kid, and then I've read more about it since then. But yeah, it's like satire. Yeah, there's like the um, I mean, and there's uh, there's like performers as well. I know that's in uh, in like the Dragon Quest games. You could kind of put it in that in that area for that sort of thing. I was looking up what the, what the Oracle actually is. Well, the Oracle the Oracle class in Final Fantasy V. It was a, it was like a super advanced class that you could only get on the Game Boy Advance version or like one of oh. the later Steam versions because it was added after you know it was it wasn't on the original game so it's not on the it's not on the Pixel, Pixel remasters. But a lot of the Final Fantasy classes build on each other, right? So yeah. It's Oracle, like, but the or, uh, the Oracle was like one of the strongest uh, mage classes. Oh, so it's a mage class, and, and it's kind of funny because you can predict disasters like natural disasters, and you can also use them against people. <laughs> that's what it says. You could like the the oracle can predict like earthquakes, but you could also make earthquakes on people. Or way. you're not necessarily making an earthquake, but you're, you're directing ca- someone to be somewhere when the earthquake happens. Like you're like, I'm going to give you information. Like be at be in San Francisco in 1988 or whatever it was at this point, and then there's an earthquake and they die. Sure, <laughs> that's like some. Uh... Whatever that one movie was. I don't know. I feel like an oracle is more of a messenger than a than actual like I don't feel like they dictate how history moves. They just give a little heads up to the people that like consult them. Yeah, so it says uh soothsayers who can predict natural disasters and direct them at foes. So it's kinda like what you're So they can actually okay. So I guess they can aim them towards their <laughs> and it's it, it has like the highest magic stat of all of the of all of the classes of Final Fantasy V, but it's not in the Pixel remasters because they didn't add any of the extra stuff, which really sucks. Like they took all the shit out of the Game Boy oh, Advance really? versions. Yeah, it's only you, you, it's, those are bare bones. Like any of the bonus dungeons that are in that are on like the GBA versions, like they aren't in the Pixel remasters. Oh, yeah. So you don't get the bonus dungeons for six or five or four, or the bonus classes. So if you want to, I think the only way to do it now is to buy the Game Boy version because the, because the Steam versions don't even exist anymore because they, once the Pixel remasters happen, they just cut them out of existence. I think they might have brought them back because of the backlash, but I could be wrong. Maybe they phased them out, but 
they did go back on the store at least for a bit. I don't know if they're still there. Well, I'm just reading it off of uh, FinalFantasyFandom.com, and it says that the now discontinued mobile and Steam versions okay. of Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy V. So that's just that's what that says. I don't know when it was edited last or whatever. That's kind of what I've been going for for most of the Final Fantasy classes is the uh, is the Final Fantasy wiki. So which is very helpful. But yeah, I think that works for that. Uh, we can move on. say like what my what was my first like real job i guess when i was in high school and uh i kind of you know took a little liberties with this one but i think it's kind of fun uh my first real job i know i I liked it when i was a kid when i was like 50 when i was 16 but uh my first job i had was uh i worked at subway at the subway restaurants making sandwiches and at the time you know our, our it said on our uniforms it said sandwich artists that we were that we were sandwich artists because we were making these sandwiches for people so I chose to relate it to the Pictomancer class that Realm... I, I immediately thought of Realm from uh, Final Fantasy VI. That's awesome. So it's like, you can just... Since we're sandwich artists, you could say that I'm a Pictomancer. I'm like creating a thing that will make you feel about ways about... Well, that'll have an effect on you. A lot of these, I kind of broke it down to where like... I'm like, so what am I doing? Let, let's say that what I'm doing to make money is the same as what you would do to damage a foe. Like some of them I did like that, where it's like, well, you could say it's this... So, you know, I'm making this picture, and then you're giving me money for it. I mean, not you're giving it to Subway, and then they're paying me whatever shitty wage. But it's the same as like creating a picture that would like do damage to a foe or whatever, like in Final Fantasy VI. So I would agree with you, and I think a big thing is like if you want to just look at the most basic level of art, especially someone like Realm who's doing more of a sketch, you're looking at ink and paper. When you look at uh, the sandwich artist, the true sandwich artist at Subway is the (laughs) one who properly uses oil and vinegar at the very end. Yes. Finish that (laughs) sandwich. If you you ask for it, of course. To finish that sandwich properly, like, that goes so long. Like, uh, there's so much about that condiment table that is really just null and void. The oil and vinegar at the end can really just be everything. I do. I was a fan of oil and vinegar when I went to Subway still. I mean, it's Subway, you know, it's all bread. So it's like way too many carbs for me right now. But back in the day, I did. I did still eat at Subway up until I they told me I was diabetic and then I stopped eating there. But I but I I mean, there's like a there's a good amount of 24 hour Subways in Chicago that I would go to while I was delivering or whatever. There's one at the Walmart, but that's there's not that many Subways around here anymore. Yeah, there's a couple. There's, there's like one at a gas station. There's one over by Jewel that's like 24 You know what? Hours. There's one at the... Uh, and I would go there at like 2 in the morning when I got off work sometimes at the bar and go get a sandwich. Go get like a $5 foot long or whatever. There's one at the... Uh, oh, that's so good. There's one at the... <laughs> the $5 foot long. <laughs> oh, that song's so good. There's one at the uh, uh, 
I guess it's the Illinois, I don't know what they call it, whatever the train station is here, but it's also like the main hub for the uh, the buses too. So I got transportation out. It's right by my job, but there's a subway built into the complex. So like if you're waiting for a bus or a train, you can have yourself some subway. Sure. When I was, uh, I mean, another job that I'll talk about later on here, whenever I'd get off, I'd get off at like three in the morning, you know, and I'd go to the 24 hour subway and get myself a sandwich. And then I would go home and watch uh, Clone Wars because it was on cable at like at like three or four in the morning. And, I would, and they'd like play like two episodes. And that was my Saturday night. That was pretty, was pretty cool. That was before uh, Clone Wars was streaming anywhere. I'd watch it on uh, Antenna TV. You know what? At the time we thought it was lame, but now nowadays those stories are legendary. You know what? I got off of work and I wanted to save money. So I just grabbed a sandwich that would feed me once or twice and and go home and watch tv <laughs> go home and watch tv i mean that's and eat, what I and eat the sandwich that's, that's what i would do and i work and i work at a restaurant myself so it's like you know i've taken food home whenever i can to cut those financial quarters and the ultimate bills of the month and it, well, when, when i worked at subway you know like i said i was 16 and it was kind of cool because i was like I like Subway. I like this place that we're going to. Like these sandwiches are great. I want to work there. And then like maybe like a week later I was working there. <laughs> and and what was great is at, at the end of your shift you got a free sandwich. So that was pretty cool. Like I, I when I was 16, that was the greatest thing ever. You know, it's like mm-hmm. working at a bar and getting shift drinks afterwards. It's like everybody yep. should get I feel like everybody should get a piece of whatever place they work at. I always thought that it was a travesty that just didn't get that they didn't get like shift drinks for working at the theater because they had a bar there. I was like, why don't they give you shift drinks? They should give you shift drinks. Like you're you're putting together this thing, the the whole reason that people are coming here to to buy drinks at this place that you should get a free drink after work, at least one. Like I'm, we used to at the bar that I worked at, we'd get a couple at least. That's one thing I love about my job. Not only do I get a shift drink, I get a shift meal. Yeah, yeah, I get a shift drink and a shift meal. I think if if you so have, they take care of me every shift I work. I get one of each of those things. I worked at a restaurant once, and they did. We never got free food. We got a discount. No, we got a discount, but it's they wouldn't rare. give us free food. Yeah, no, it's rare. It's and our discount was shitty too. Time. It was only like ten percent or something like that. So My stupid. boss also knows like <laughs> it's good for us to keep track of how the food tastes because we're the ones who are, who are making it. So. Well, yeah, yeah, you should be tasting it. We should be eating it. Yeah, getting kind of ahead of our of our uh, jobs yes. here, but we can move Damn. on. We can move on from the from the subway sandwich artist to whatever your next thing is. Sure. I mean, I would like to go a little bit further out of the way, but I really wanted to liken myself to a character in a game. And one thing I thought of was like Robin in Stardew Valley. I really like that character a lot. Oh, the and, one, the one that makes your stuff, like, or the one yeah. that you like will upgrade your house and yeah, and like, she's like the and give the you like whatever you yeah person of the town, and she's pretty cool. Whenever uh. Yeah, when Jess and I would play it, whenever Robin would show up, <laughs> Jess would be like, dude, they, dude, there's a bitch in the barn. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's Robin. I, I asked her to be in there. He's like, who's this, who's this bitch that's here? I'm like, I, that's Robin. <laughs> Robin's off the market. Yeah. It's her, hus- her husband's the one who's like the, is he like in a, no, he's the biologist, right? He like attracted all the like. Oh, I don't know. The life, the plant and animal life of the of the town and that's who you go to to talk to about that i know i have a pretty high friendship level with her because i did all the like quests where you bring yeah. your shit or you bring her like wood or whatever whatever the fuck she wants well anyway when i was uh so this wasn't my first paid job but it wasn't too far afterwards i mean 
I was in my 20s at this point. But I was 20, actually. But uh, I worked at uh, a camp. Trey, you remember this. I worked at a camp. I remember it, and, yeah. uh, During the summer when I worked there, I was like a camp counselor. Didn't you like keep my car at the camp so I didn't have to pay for parking oh, in yeah. Chicago? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a nice deal. Because like, you were basically... like, yeah, because you were in northwestern Indiana that wasn't that far from Chicago. And I, yeah, there was nowhere to, I mean, I, I was staying downtown, so there's nowhere to park it without like, and parking was so cheap then compared to what it is now. But but even then it yeah. was, seemed expensive. I think you could pay like $15 a day or something to park it at a lot. Like I used to do that, which is kind of cheap, but, but you would have to go do it every morning. Like I remember walking out there at like four in the morning and feeding, the, I assume. and feeding the, whatever the, the parking lot. And it was really dumb. So it was much easier for you to just take it and just keep it in Indiana. And then you could just bring it back on the weekends. But yeah, uh, when I worked at that job, uh, during the actual school year, I got kicked out of school because my grades were bad. And mm-hmm. so I had to take a semester off and I stayed at that camp. They let me like keep living there after the summer was over. Cause I was like a camp counselor over the summer. So like, well, you're going to be a teacher of like a date of like the two, two and three year old class. So I was like a daycare teacher, which at the time to be fair, I was in, I had been in school for elementary ed. So it made sense. Um, this, I guess, pre-K is slightly different, but at least I was in school for teaching. But they just, the teacher really needed help. And I think like she is like probably was repeatedly, she was one of the like teachers that had been there the longest and they wanted, she wanted to help her. So they hired me and I was her helper for until nap time. So I was a teacher for the first half of the day. And then the second half of the day, I was a construction worker. Oh, wow. And yeah, the second half of the day, I would like help out with the, uh, the assistant to the camp manager. Uh, So the assistant manager, I was the assistant. I was the personal assistant to the assistant to the camp manager. So I was the ass ass man is what I always said for the second half of the day. And we would just go around and do like uh construction type stuff. Cause they were building a complex at the time uh, for people to come like for retreats and stuff. So it was like a, basically a giant like dorm building. And so I was doing like drywall and painting and random shit like that. And, uh, that was like how my day would be like first half daycare type stuff. Second half construction. construction. <laughs> then it was off at like four and uh, I don't know. It was a cool job, but uh, yeah, I, I mostly the construction part. I, I want to be like Robin because there is literally a part in one of my favorite like stories I've, I have from any job I've ever had was uh, it was Halloween. And uh, I had a friend who worked with me who had a bumblebee costume and it was like, like one of the those, transformer. Like, or like the no, insect. It's an actual bee, but it was like a like a stuffed costume that was elastic. It was a homemade costume, but I actually managed to get to fit me. And it had like a you know like a whole like kind of like stuffed body suit kind of thing I was wearing, where you know just like a big like mascot looking bee. And then there is like a, a hat I wore with like little antenna and stuff. And that day, my construction job was to uh, smash up the road because they were. Uh, changing like the the way the road came up to the main part of the building so they needed to like smash up like part of the road as they were like redirecting it and so i had a sledgehammer i was literally smashing like blacktop like road with a sledgehammer dressed as a bee and i looked over and all the kids that were in my like daycare class that i was you know helping out with the first half of the day where they were just standing there with like their faces pressed to the window like watching me dressed as a bumblebee on Halloween, like 
with a sledgehammer just smashing the road to pieces. And what is that but Robin from Stardew Valley? Come on. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to look at like, I was like, which, 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 uh, which class can you use hammers? Maybe the night class, like that would go with that. Yeah. Um, there, there's actually, uh, when you, not as when you're using the hammer and stuff, but this actually uh, equates to like one of the ones that I have, but, and I guess I could just say it now because it's not that big of a deal. But, you know, when I was in college uh, at Columbia, I was a teaching assistant for a while. I was a TA, you know, and you're teaching, you're teaching kids as well, like at the, at the camp. So this is what I, this is what I like uh, compared my teaching assistant a job to is uh, there, there's a, there's a class in, in Dragon Quest called a priest. And I guess that would fit with you as well because you're working at a Christian camp. But uh, yeah. the the priest class, you you basically heal and and cast uh, pr- protective spells over the other party. So you could you could equate that to a teacher where you're basically doing spells, you know, to help. The, you're basically helping the people that you're teaching or whatever. So that's mm-hmm. kind of why I was like, well, I could equate that to a, to the priest class because you're casting protection spells for the kids. You're actually trying saying, you you're are trying to help the them do better at school, you know, or whatever. But you're or keeping you're, them safe. You're teaching them stuff. Time. And yeah, you're also Like you are their custodian at that moment like to keep them safe. You're kind of help them out or whatever. Actually, even though teaching yeah. assistants, I think you're mostly trying to help the teachers, but you could still be casting protective spells on your teacher and all that. So that's kind of like I said a lot of it a lot of this was influenced by Dragon Quest 7, which is probably my favorite. I mean, that's definitely my favorite Dragon Quest game with classes in it. I mean, three was really good, but they don't have as many. But I had a lot of fun with the classes in that one on uh, on the DS, on the 3DS version. Well, I definitely think the teaching thing also transfers over to, like, I think, like, Final Fantasy VIII. What's the name of the teacher that comes along with you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, she's got glasses. I can see her face. I don't remember her name, though. But she's literally a teacher. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's Yeah, and you're, well, I mean, you're, yeah, you're in school, too. I could probably find it on, uh, on the Final Fantasy uh, wiki. But yeah, just, uh, like what her like what her actual class is because, you know, and I'm sure like Robin has a specific class too. I probably could have looked that up. <laughs> yeah, because every every character every character in every RPG is still a class. Like whether, you know, whether you think it is or isn't, like it still has an explanation for it. It seems like Ro- yeah, Robin's one of my favorite characters in Stardew. So it's like I was just trying to find a way to equip myself. Quistus? It's not Quistus, is it? Yeah, Quistus. That's the one. Okay, according to. Uh, According to Final Fantasy forums, uh, Quistus is a blue mage just because she can learn enemy attacks. Oh, so that's everybody what it, can that's learn what, everybody's stuff. That's, that's what that it has game. her as a as um. You literally have to siphon the spells off of the bad guys as you fight them. Yeah, and also there's like spots that you. I mean, it's, Final yeah. Fantasy 15 was just like that too. It's the same thing. You had you had to pull spells from various places. You had to draw spells, whatever. I didn't play it. It wasn't. It wasn't great. I own it. I just don't play it. Whenever I get a whenever I get a new hard drive for my PS4, I'm gonna reinstall all of my PS4 games, and one of them is Final Fantasy 15. So maybe I'll pop back into that a little bit and see if I can. Last time I tried to play it, they added a bunch of DLC, and I had no idea what the fuck's going on. Like I could just not figure out where, how to play anymore. I'm like, I don't know how to play this, and I don't know where to go, and this isn't fun. So, but I'm, I'm planning on I'm, I'm gonna get a new hard drive in the, in the next couple of days. I'm gonna re-download all my shit on the ps4 and just fuck around with it because i'm tired of deleting stuff to get other shit it's really annoying i'm gonna Mm -hmm. like quadruple my my uh, memory and get a bunch of shit on there hey hey you it's me mario yeah you (laughs) subscribe to our patreon to hear our bonus shows which happen every month i'm a tired 
Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show? Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa! 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 He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over!